Something very real is happening in October, Joanna. Uh-huh. <laughs> Tell me. I, I'm turning 30. <gasps> oh my God, I forgot. And I'm going to be real with you. I'm trying to not be self-conscious or weird about it because age is what you make of it. And I just went to Beyonce, so I'm doing my 20s right, you know, so I'm going to uh-huh. continue doing my 30s right. Mm-hmm. But do you know what little factoid has helped me accept process and even kind of like respect my aging. Tell me. Harry Potter's 20. 20? It has been 20 years since the first Harry Potter book came out. Wow. You know, I, you know what? I sometimes think of that because I think we may be alive for the reboot of the Harry Potter. Yeah. And so every time I get onto my, like my little library app, it says celebrate 20 years of Harry Potter. And I go, Oh my God. I guess I have been reading those books for at least 18 or 19 years. Because wow. I'm not going to claim to be like the earliest of adopters because the first two were out when I started. That should make you feel better. <laughs> it, do- it does. It makes me feel a little bit better. And do you know another major milestone that's happened recently? Tell me. That I think we are remiss in not having noted sooner. But guess what, Joanna? Our podcast turned one. <gasps> Oh, it's our first birthday! Or Yay! <laughs> so it's 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 major birthday vibes, major anniversary vibes, and I'm so happy to kick off season two with you in a whole other year. Oh shucks! Oh man! Oh shucks! Oh, shucks. <laughs> that snuck up on us, didn't it? Didn't it? Because yeah. our first episode was in May of 2017, mm-hmm. and here we are in September, still going strong. And with that, I think that segues to our next little, little important thing. Oh yeah, it does. Joanna, announce it. Announce it big and proud. We have a theme song. Theme, theme song. song. <laughs> I'm glad that even though we can't see each other anymore when we do this, we both just did theme song. Theme song. And not to worry, it's not Sean and I singing it. We will not be No, good it. Lord. <laughs> no, it's not us. Oh no. Oh, um, Our brilliant colleague from grad school laura conig our dear friend brilliant talented musician wrote us a theme song that was better than anything i could have ever 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 hoped for so thank you laura for writing a song that literally made me cry the first time i heard it (laughs) yeah i was just gonna say like low-key we both cried (laughs) oh yeah um because i just i just kind of floated it out there to see you know like what would that be like have you ever done anything like that and i'm not kidding you in less than a day she was like here you go and it was perfect i don't know about you Sean. i never really had a theme song for my life so it was a really it was a new emotion for me (laughs) Yeah. Other than my own like narcissistic like theme song that plays in my head, I have never <laughs> actually had one either. So it was it was a very humbling, beautiful very thing. Special experience. So with that, let's say thank you so much, Laura, thank and you, Laura. pass it off to Laura for some music. Three, four. Old friends separated by the sea. These film buffs united by technology So come on, pass me the popcorn at the movies Because real friends have no borders Real friends have no Real friends have no Real friends no borders Was that not just the most wholesome, special, beautiful vibe ever? (laughs) You're just so in love with it. I just love it so much. 
I do too. I like, I can't thank Laura enough. She is such a gift and you all should know about her and like love her. She has a Facebook page called Route 26, which gives all of the best music news and has a really cool comprehensive calendar of shows of like really great indie music playing in Ontario. So Canada friends, you have no excuse. Follow Route 26 and Instagram people. She is walking us through like the greatest parts of her like very cool, very pretty diet. And she has an Instagram page called Pretty Food. So follow Laura at Pretty Food on Instagram and at Route 26 on Facebook. Amazing. So Joanna, it's fall now. Uh Uh-huh. The summer is over, so we're going to talk summer movies. We're going to talk all of the big things. But, Joanna, I wanted to start off with you for a speed round, if you'd be so kind in indulging me. I feel Um, like where you're going with this is exactly what I prepared, and we did not know we were going to do this. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. I feel like our speed rounds are going to be the same, but continue. Well, I I don't know. They're either going to be the same or else you're going to be like, ooh, Sean, you pivoted. So, (laughs) Let's see. Let's see if I pivoted. So in honor of the fall, we know that that means award season with the Oscars and Globes and SAG Awards is just around the corner. But leading up to that, we have fall festival season with TIFF, New York, all of the biggies are coming up. And so, Joanna, I have stars of the fall festival season speed round that I wanted to start us off with. Amazing. So you, you pivoted. You pivoted differently. My speed round's a little bit different, but it's both in the fall-autumn theme. So continue. I'm very excited for your... For your um... So, Joanna, we have conversations that aren't podcasts, and I feel like people might not believe that since we have so many episodes. <laughs> but one of the movies that we've talked about that I am bizarre, crazy, ultra beyond excited for is A Star is Born. Uh Uh-huh. Yes. Agreed. So my first speed round question takes us out of the realm of cinema and into the realm of music. So from the star of the star (laughs) is born, Lady Gaga, would you pick Million Reasons or Paparazzi? Ooh. Um, give it a million reasons. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was going to say you started like saying those words right away. So we got to go with that. Yeah. Um, how about from co-star and director Bradley Cooper? Uh Uh-huh. Silver Linings Playbook or American Hustle? Silver Linings Playbook. A favorite of the podcast is up next, Joanna. Uh Uh-huh. Academy Award winner Natalie Portman. Oh. So she's got a new movie called Box Lux playing. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to ask you, Black Swan or Annihilation? Black Swan. I think she is divine in Black Swan. It is a transcendent performance that's stressful and beautiful and literally feels like you're having an anxiety attack. But I feel like the very core of me... My always my Natalie Portman is Queen Amidala. Like that's who she is. She's a queen to me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I don't know why, but it's because I watched like the Star Wars when I was so young that, that she's Queen Amidala to me always. So. Like for you, like I love that she's like Queen Natalie. Yes, she is. <laughs> so she might be a black swan, but really she's a queen. She, she's a queen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and let's be real. Looking at some of her pictures from Tiff and Venice. She's like also a style icon. Yeah. So oh, yeah. get it, Natalie. Yeah, yeah. She's she's everything. So one of the big favorites that has emerged so far is Alfonso Cuaron's new movie, Roma. Oh yeah. So for this little bit of our speed round, I want to ask you about Alfonso Cuaron with big special effects. Do you pick Prisoner of Azkaban or do you pick Gravity? I'm gonna go Gravity. Ooh. But I do love some HP. I don't know. This is 
this is real, but I feel like he had more of like a creative agency in Gravity. It was like his own versus Harry Potter, he was given work. Does that make sense? I think so, because I think with a lot of those big budget franchise movies, you can be a really talented director and you can kind of like leave your mark, but you're working within a very kind of set world with rules versus we do you remember we saw him we went to an in discussion with him in at yes if, yes and it seemed very much like gravity was his like baby so i'll give i'll give gravity this one all right so joanna my next one okay. is inspired by the new film beautiful boy with steve carell and timothy chalamet uh-huh. so for this speed round question i want you to pick your favorite timothy chalamet on screen love your choices are Army Hammer from Call Me By Your Name or The Peach in Call Me By Your Name. <laughs> god damn it. <laughs> oh my god, that was amazing. I'm really glad I got through that without laughing because when I wrote that out, I was like, oh, that's Wait, silly. You said, what's his face? I was like, who's going to beat him? And then The Peach, I was yeah. like, oh, this is a hard one. A hard one. <laughs> that scene was so like i just was like oh my god it's happening it's happening <laughs> oh my god i'll give it to the peach. Mm-hmm. i'll give it to the peach. you're giving it to the peach okay <laughs> a good laugh just right now so <laughs> we did that is very true who are you giving it to i you know i gotta give it to army hammer just because on social media the two of them seem like just such close personal friends and i'm like yes yes amazing the movie endures <laughs> So, Joanna, you said you have a fall. I do. Speed round. Like, when I step outside and I see the leaves, I feel the cold wind, I think of PSL uh-huh. and, and scarves. I'm like, what are my favorite autumn movies? Like, what gets me in the mood for autumn? So, for the uninitiated, what's PSL? A pumpkin spice latte. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> I just want to be as inclusive as we can with the podcast. <laughs> I feel like PSL, is that a thing now? People know what that is, right? Oh, it's a thing. It's a thing. I just, I like that you called it that and not even pumpkin spice latte. You're just like too many syllables. I just need letters. It feels really basic and I, 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 I own it and I like it. And I just really like PSL. <laughs> um, so here are some of my picks. First one, we'll start off kind of, I don't know if you have a horse in the race for either of these, but remember the Titans or the blind side? Oh, I'm going to give it to Denzel with Remember the Titans. Amazing. I really like that movie a lot. Amazing. Me too. Okay, got another one. I feel like this one's going to be harder. I hope so. Okay. Um, Dead Poet Society or Goodwill Hunting? Oh, Joanna. I know. <laughs> Joanna, I'm, I'm just getting like these vibes of like Carpe Diem oh, yeah. and then like Robin Williams telling me everything is okay. It's not your fault. Oh, Joanna, Joanna. <laughs> you're cruel. I know. I'm going to I'm going to say Goodwill Hunting by like a very narrow margin, but I want to know what's yours. I would probably agree. Uh-huh. But that one was really hard for me. That one's really hard. Like you're you're being mean-spirited I, I, today I, with yours. I don't have very many speed rounds, but I only uh-huh. have, I have okay. quality over quantity this round. Exactly. Exactly. So I have two more and I'm hoping both of these uh-huh. are very difficult for you as well. Okay. Um when Harry met Sally versus you got mail. <gasps> sorry that, I, I feel like i had so many unnecessary like gasps and intakes of air when harry met sally <gasps> really yeah, oh it's got yeah. mail for me for sure Re- okay so tell me like is it the you've got mail like is it the nostalgia of having that growing up or I, like what gives that i think so for me tom hanks 
and Meg Ryan mm-hmm. together. I just, I, I love them. I love. It's so it's lovable. So lovable and so funny and cute, and I just love it. Yeah. And I think of that little montage when Tom Hanks takes like the I don't even know the family dynamic. It's like the niece and the nephew, but it's his mother yeah. and oh. the family dynamics in that movie. Um, but they go to a yes. little carnival. I just love it. Love. And remember, Joanna, like when it was feasible to write a movie about dueling bookstores. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, now it's Barnes and Noble versus Amazon. And like Amazon's <laughs> this like faceless corporate entity, you know? So it, it'd be weird to see that movie now in the digital age. But God, I love that movie. And I love books. Yeah. And I like Amazon. I love Amazon, Sean. I do too. <laughs> I want the prime. I want the convenience of two day shipping and all my shows. I do. I do. <laughs> and every time I'm like, hey, are you interested in buying this? I'm like, shit, I am interested in buying this. Of course I am, Amazon. <laughs> of course. You're in my shopping cart, all right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, last one. Most difficult. Fantastic Mr. Fox versus Les Moore. <gasps> oh. <laughs> you, are, you are monstrous today, and I love it. <laughs> I'm going to have to give it narrowly to Fantastic Mr. Fox because that whole color palette is autumn uh, yes but i love rushmore me too, me too. So which would you pick i i would agree just because the color palette it like the orange is in the yellow of mr fox yeah it's so warm and vibrant it and it's so alive and i love when he calls things a cluster cuss <laughs> like i just love mr fox yeah. Oh my goodness. Well, perfect. I loved our fall theme feed theme. Oh, our wow. <laughs> our fall themed speed there rounds. There I've got to just like work through it like one consonant at a time, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. So I feel like we kind of talked about this already, Sean. In yes. preparing for recording today, I went uh-huh. back and I went through my calendar and I was like, what have I seen? Yes. Summer kind of like refresh myself uh-huh. i think we both kind of agree on this it's been kind of a weak summer joanna it's been disappointing it's been, yeah it's been it's been disappointing for sure but yeah. one thing that was yeah. a late summer add-in that i think we have to crazy shout out Ooh, Ooh. Hint, hint. <laughs> um crazy rich asians joanna what a rom-com yes the one exception of the summer for me was crazy mm-hmm. reasons i loved it it yeah. was absolutely adorable it was so funny and so yeah. charming yep. and i loved the journey that it took us on like both for the characters but then in terms of like actually going to another country yes i've never been to singapore but oh my gosh i want to go there now i feel like we have been there like it did it so well that it did like Singapore, the landscape became part of like the primary character in the film. You could feel how extravagant it was. Yeah. You could feel how just rich and opulent everything was. Yep. Loved it. And I feel like it was, it was familiar because it was uh-huh. at its core like a Cinderella story. Yep. But, it, but how new and fresh it was at the same time. Yes. And there was a twist that oh, I had, did not see coming. I didn't see it coming either. And I loved how it never tried to universalize yes. that it that it was very kind of proudly culturally specific and the romance just really it really swept me up in it like yeah. i was really cheering for nick and rachel i also want to give them a lot of credit yeah. because all of the characters were really three-dimensional yep 
Because I, th- I think a big problem with rom-coms these days is that we have all of these immediately identifiable tropes. Yep. Where, you know, so-and-so's the quirky best friend. So-and-so's like the overbearing, like, mom or dad, you know? But in this, everyone that kind of would fit into those tropes, we got the reason why they were the way they yeah, were. I totally agree. Totally agree. So just everything about it felt refreshing. And now I need more than anything to go on Expedia and book a trip. I know. <laughs> Absolutely. And I feel like one of the reasons I love going to the movie, I love going to the theaters. is like yes. seeing a movie and then coming out feeling energized or feeling yes. whatever that movie wanted you to feel, you come out feeling and not just kind of yeah, mediocre towards it. And this is one of the exceptions where I came out of Crazy Rich Asians and was like, I feel so jazzed and excited about their love. I love their love. I felt joyful. I felt like buoyant, you know, like I felt like I could float away the visual energy it had just everything about it was a win. Yep. The other movie that happened um, that I had that same feeling where I came out and I was like, yes, let's go on an adventure was Mission Impossible. Oh my God. I was like, in the car, I'll drive. Let's do it. Let's go. (laughs) Well, let's be real, Joanna. I love you. And I think you're a fabulous driver. You've driven me many a place, but I'd rather have Tom drive. (laughs) No, I, I watched the movie. It was two hours. So (laughs) yeah. (laughs) So you're, you're basically like stunt ready. Get the helicopter. I can do it. There were so many dazzling set pieces of vehicles in motion, bodies fighting bodies. Oh my God. God, it was good. It was so good. And you would never have guessed that it was that long because it, no. it did not feel like any time had passed because you just were constantly in motion and moving and excited. And yeah, that was the other exception for this kind of dull summer that we've experienced. Well, I think so too. And I think Fallout just had this kind of ferocious intensity yep. too. Agreed. And, you know, we got to give Tom Cruise credit because yeah. he is action star extraordinaire. Yes. And Henry Cavill yeah. as, like, possible villain, bad guy, like, investigating Ethan. Like, wow, he was good. Yep. And, like, you just look at him in that movie and you go, you're strong and you could hurt me. Yep. <laughs> and I know that's a weird thing to say, but, like, I like there like he came on screen and I'm like, I don't trust you. You look dangerous. You could hurt me. You <laughs> And I loved, I love seeing like all of the women in the film too, like having Rebecca Ferguson there and Michelle Monaghan. Oh my gosh. Yep. Amazing. Um, and I feel like the other one, and we, I think we've both just recently seen it. Um, yes. That's very different, not kind of mainstream at all by any means. No. Eighth grade. Eighth grade was insanely was good. So good. And I, I have a special place in my heart for Bo Burnham. I really like Bo Burnham as a comedian, and I think he's wickedly talented. He is so smart. So smart. So with this one, I was like, mm-hmm. I know I'm going to go see it. Whatever the reviews had said about it, I, I knew I was going to see it regardless. Mm-hmm. And then it just was so cute. I just loved it. It was so stinking cute. Yeah. And it really um, made me remember what it was like to be 13 or 12 or however old they are and how like awkward – and just how weird it is. It's a weird point in your life. And I just loved it. The film was able to capture that. The big thing for me, Joanna, that I walked out, and maybe it's because maybe it's the 30 talking. Okay. <laughs> uh-huh. But I walked out and I was like, I need to throw my cell phone away. <laughs> I was like, I need to throw my cell phone away. But before I do that, I need to delete all my social apps. Because my favorite things about that movie 
were the shots that were like 30 seconds to a minute of us watching her take a selfie. Oh, yeah. Or or us watching her pick a filter and just seeing how mediated kids' lives are yeah. from such an early age yeah. and how they're all trying to construct these narratives of their lives and to, you know, generate this kind of sense of power and clout and like social status and standing. Well, and that the puberty isn't like it, it's experienced on a screen now, right? It's not yes. in front of you in, in person. It's not just at a pool party. It's also this added layer. Of, yeah. I'm not going to Facebook message you, we Instagram message or like that kind of like navigating that medium as well. I think it's fascinating. I do too. And I just, I was so impressed with the character of Kayla and how Bo Burnham handled, you know, writing and directing that character because I think so easily in the hands of a lesser director, it could have easily become like, Hey, look at this little girl. Like, isn't she kind of like quirky and weird, but it never does that. It's so empathetic. You feel it and you can feel her tension and her anxiety because who hasn't been there when you're out with a new group of people and all you want to do is fit in. Yeah. And I hadn't thought of that. Like there, there's never a moment of like, look at her. She's a loser. It's very much just like, look at Kayla experience life. And you just love her. I, I, I instantly loved her. I did too. I was so impressed with that lead performance with like some of the music choices. Whenever it showed that like weird little eighth grade oh boy God. that she was in love with. <laughs> oh my God. So funny. I loved that. And I love the dad. I love the dad because he just wants what's best for her and he wants to talk to her, but he doesn't know how. So those were, the, those are maybe my, at least my few exceptions to the summer. Exactly. And I got to, Joanna, I got to, since we're talking indie, since we're talking movies that broke out big at Sundance, you know what I'm going to say, Joanna. And I feel like our readers from either being my friend on Facebook or from following us on the podcast know what I'm going to say. But Joanna, it's called Hereditary. (laughs) Been a broken record this summer with Hereditary. I've heard, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to, I promise. I need everyone to see it. And Joanna, I'm not even calling you out, okay? Because listeners... (laughs) It didn't do that great at the box office. So I know you didn't go. So just go and buy it (laughs) and then thank me. It has the, without question, the best performance of the year. Tony Collette should win an Oscar. It is horrifying. It is destabilizing. And it has one of the most shocking twists I have ever seen on film. Okay. Uh, You, I I just need to see, I don't know what I've been doing. I need to see it. I need to see it. You've heard that you've said amazing things about it. I've read amazing things about it. And so the one thing I do want to caution everyone with is please, please, please like do not read about it because the way this film unfolds is so beautiful because it starts off and it's just this really kind of like excruciating family drama about loss and grief and how we have to live with grief and how an absence can be felt as a presence. And then that presence starts to become supernatural And then that presence becomes hellfire, demon, nightmare, and it's amazing. So please, everybody, go see Hereditary. I just bought it on 4K so that I have the 4K, the Blu-ray, and the digital copy. You need all three because you'll probably freak out and scratch a disc because it's so scary. (laughs) Well, and the other thing I wanted to give a crazy good shout out to, Joanna, is actually something that I have to credit you with. 
uh-huh. because I thought, oh my God, I love that you're like, tell me more about tell me, me. <laughs> and the things I'm doing that are great. Um, because Joanna, I, I, I've told you all this. You all need to listen to Joanna because she's right. But Joanna, midway through the year, was like, Sean, I just watched a show on Netflix. It's called Dark. And it's like if Twin Peaks and Stranger Things had a German baby. <laughs> And I went, Joanna, that sounds cuckoo. I don't even understand what that means. And then I watched an episode and I went, Joanna, nothing's ever been described better. <laughs> yes, it's exactly what it is, right? Yes, it's exactly it. So thank you for opening up my eyes and my Netflix account to German sci-fi goodness. Did you love it? I loved it. I loved it so much because yeah. it starts off where, you know, there have been a rash of disappearances of young or teenage boys in this very small German town. And as the first few episodes begin to go on, you start to realize that it's not just these boys are missing, that there's something much kind of more vast at play and that it's yeah. maybe has this weird kind of cosmology or root in a nuclear power plant yep. and it's all about time travel about family about the legacies we leave and joanna it's just got some shocking violence that made me like wince like crazy and i remember so we had a conversation after you finished watching it, uh-huh. and you're like oh my god this particular scene that was crazy violent yeah. and you you said it was so crazy violent i went shit i didn't even think about it being violent at the time like but then after i thought about being like it is like it's very violent this sequence <laughs> happened and i like i wouldn't say that i'm like overly sensitive towards violence like on screen but it happened and i went oop i'm done okay i need to take two days away before i come back because that was <laughs> rough and unpleasant <laughs> and i and I was very much just like, I will watch this entire season in two sittings. Oh, Thank you. Lordy. That is impressive, <laughs> I girl. I, I binge watched the crap out of that show because I was like, I need wh- what is happening? I need to know what's going on. Yeah. Tell me. Well, and Joanna, what were some of the reasons that you that, that drew you to it? And what did you like about it? Because, again, hot damn, you were right. I what what drew me? You know what? This is Netflix. And I don't know how it does it. Netflix being like, you should watch this. Or it came with my thing. Mm-hmm. And then I saw, I think it was the image. It was the image of the lead character wearing this yellow, um, like, raincoat. Yes. With, like, this gray background. And I went, I'm intrigued by this image. Yeah. And then I did a bit of research, and I was like, I'm, I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. And then I started watching it, and it came up with the dubbed. And I can't, I don't know, I don't know about you, I can't watch it when it's dubbed. No, it makes me feel sick, like something's wrong. It, it does, too. And then when they speak and their mouths don't match, mm-hmm. I can't do it. Ugh. So then I was like, no, I'm, so I watched it with um like with the subtitles yeah and loved it and then watched one episode and was like what's going on well and that's a that's a really important thing to note too is that a lot of things automatically do get dubbed into english so if you are watching something that is from a different country on netflix please 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 go to your settings it's worth it to get the proper language and to just read the subtitles speaking of foreign television Uh the great british bake-off or the great british baking show whichever title you have uh-huh. That's been my other Netflix fave. Amazing. It's so much fun, isn't it? It is so much fun. It's so warm. It's so loving. It's so supportive. And you get to see a lot of real obscure European things get baked. Yes. So we, I watch it. I'll watch it with my parents sometimes. Mm-hmm. And my dad will be like, oh, it's this. 
it's a baked bubble blah. And we're like, what is that? <laughs> and I'll have no idea what these dishes are, but he's very confidently like, oh, it's, it's that and that. Yeah. Good for you, Dad. It's very cute. It is. It's, it's just a wonderful show. And it has like a really like beautiful kind of uplifting, optimistic presence. And that's what we need. Well, should, should we end with some real recommendations, whether good or bad? Yes. I have two things that I want to recommend that I really, uh-huh. really enjoyed a lot. And one is from this spring, and it is a series called Killing Eve that aired on BBC America, and it is incredible. It's written by Phoebe Waller-Bridge, who did Fleabag and Crashing, and it's this really cool, subversive show about a female assassin who's killing people all across Europe, and the intelligence officer who was brilliantly played by Sandra Oh, who is tracking her down. And it has this like taut, fraught dynamic of cat and mouse, but cat and mouse with a weird destructive attraction. And it's funny. It's like really charming. And the, the assassin, the killer Villanelle, you will love her more than anyone else on TV. So that is my real good recommendation for TV. And my other real good recommendation for film is Black Klansman, Spike Lee's new film. Yeah, I have to see that. Joanna, it was a searing look at race and the KKK. And even though it's a story like set in the past, it has Mm -hmm. so many immediate parallels to current American culture where you just go, oh, God, this isn't 40 years ago. This is a message we still need today. So I say go in for the amazing cast, the brilliant Spike Lee direction, but leave with a renewed sense of what it means to be a decent human being. Adam Driver's in that, correct? He is, and he is very I good. Love Adam Driver. Mm-hmm. I think he's wildly talented. So yes. I, I will go see that for him. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's, it's totally, totally worth it. And the runtime flies by like, it's a huge, huge, huge recommendation for me. I feel like my recommendation is not even going to be fun and original. Okay. (laughs) It's literally just going to be something very close to my heart. Uh Uh-huh. And if you have not done so, you need to start rewatching Game of Thrones. Yes. So you're prepared for when winter is coming because winter is coming. Winter is coming. Winter is coming. And winter's (laughs) going to hit next summer. And when it hits, you're going to regret not having re- watched it. So you're part of the cultural phenomenon that is the last season of Game of Thrones. I'm just saying. It's going to be huge. Like it will be, it it's going to be a game changing yeah. moment, I think. And the world is going to turn its eyes to the King of the North and whatever's going on with Daenerys in the wall and the dragons. And would you say like, is it still up for grabs? Like who's going to be ultimately sitting on the Iron Throne? Or am I just showing how little I know about the show by asking that yeah. question? Yes. Okay. <laughs> it's still it's still very much what what's going on. Okay. Well, and the other thing now too, the White Walkers, like the people who are originally north of the wall, they're coming, yeah. and that's a real problem, very big problem. I love that. It's real. It's a real problem. It's a real problem. Anyway, it's 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 now or never to rewatch this series, so you're prepared. Everybody at work's gonna be standing around the water cooler talking about it, mm-hmm. and you won't know like who's riding the dragons you're not gonna know (laughs) (laughs) you just need to know you just need to know (laughs) oh my gosh i hope more than anything that it is the most dazzling thing that's ever happened on television i think 
I, I, I can't see how it, it couldn't be. I can't see how it's not going to be. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it's going to be, it's going to be amazing. Can I give you just the briefest of updates on my reading goal for the year, Joanna? Yes. Tell me all about because it. Because I started off the year very cautiously admitting that I was planning to read 12 books this year. Mm-hmm. And guess what, Joanna? I'm reading number 22 right now. Holy crap. You've read 22 books? Well, I'm reading number 22 at this very moment. Oh, my word. Yes. So my new goal is 24. Wow. So I'm really proud of myself because I think I'm going to get to the point where I can do a top 10 without... It just being the 10 books. Without it just being the 10 books I read. Exactly. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that's amazing. So I'll so I'll keep you posted on that. And on our Facebook page, I will start putting up some real reads recommendations um, of some things that I have liked and that I'm going to try and peer pressure Joanna into reading. You know what? I was going to say a thank you from me and for the rest of our listeners. I'm just going to skip to your top 10 and pick from there. <laughs> so- in January, I'll give you the best of the year, and then you guys got all of 2019 covered, okay? Perfect. And then I'll just read your top ones, and then I'll be really happy. <laughs> oh my gosh. And I've read some good ones this year. Like, I've oh, had okay. some laughing, I've had some gasping, I've had some crying, sometimes in the same book. Amazing. Mm-hmm. I can't wait. Oh my goodness. Good for you. Should we wrap things up? I think we shall. I think that's a good a good idea. Happy, happy watching. Mm-hmm. You know, keep us in mind if you have anything to recommend. We, Sean and I, are always open to watching things. Yes. Or if you want our opinion on anything, we're happy to give it. <laughs> Clearly, we're we're glad to share our opinions. <laughs> so, message us or anything. Yes. And we'll, we'll talk about it. And so, please remember, send us your recommendations, what you are watching, just like Joanna said, because if there is something that you care about, chances are we're gonna like it too, and we'd love yep. to talk about it and feature it on the podcast. So please, everybody, make sure, like us on Facebook. We're over 100 likes now, so I feel pretty fancy. And remember, you can always subscribe to us through the Apple Podcast Store. And you can also subscribe to us on SoundCloud. Yes. So get the new episodes so fresh and so fast the day they come out. (laughs) Be the first listener. Yes. Please write reviews, leave us comments, recommendations. We want to hear it all. Love you, love you, love you. Thank you so much for listening. You're our heroes. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Happy watching. And and like always, bye. 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 <laughs>